Alright, welcome back everybody. Welcome back. I'm Matt. I'm Jimmy. We're Two Average Guys. Thanks for joining us again today uh, on this glorious Sunday. Nice and cool outside. Fall cool. weather's here, which is great football weather. Um, but, you know, let's let's talk about uh, our Huskers yesterday. Before we do that, actually, before we do that, what I want to talk a little bit about, and we talked about it before, is just football in general. You know, this time of year is where you see a lot of... Um, see a lot of upsets. You see a lot of games that uh, teams are losing that maybe you wouldn't expect them to lose. Um, Which is great. Yeah, I mean, it, it creates a lot of just craziness in college football and the standings. Uh, which, again, you've heard us talk about standings before. And sometimes it's like, you know, when you start off in the top 10, should you really be top 10? Because you know, eventually we find out week 7, 8 sometimes. Maybe you shouldn't have been top 10 or even before that. So, um, or even just preseason <coughs> ranked in general. I mean, exactly. We so, look you at know, it at the end of the year every year, and it's way different than what the beginning was. Always way different. So, you know, yesterday we saw we saw some top teams fall. Uh, great. We start off in the morning. Um, you know, we had Illinois on in the morning against Minnesota. No, not top teams. Illinois is in the top 25, but. And atop the Big Ten West. Yeah, and so now they're atop the Big Ten West along with Purdue. Um, and they, they kind of wiped the floor of Minnesota. 12-point game, but really, ideally, here's the thing with Illinois and Minnesota. I'll talk about We play both of them. Right. Um, nice. They can't pass the ball. Terry Morgan was like 4 for 19. He was 4 for 12, but he got hurt. He oh, got 4 carded. for 12. He got carted off. Either way, he's not a good start to the game. And the quarterback for Illinois is not a good passer. They rely on the run game a lot. Um, they run the ball and play defense. And, and that's those are two things we don't do very well. Um, <laughs> Texas barely beat Iowa State. Texas, to me, is not a top 25 team. But um, Kansas hung in there with Oklahoma until really the fourth quarter. Yeah, third, Oklahoma quarter. obviously had a couple of, couple of rough weeks there, but they had their quarterback back yesterday, and he kind of went wild. And, so. and let's talk about, again, another Big Ten matchup, Michigan-Penn State, which obviously was you know a top 10 matchup, Penn State being at 10, Michigan at 5. Um, Michigan, to me, is a team that I didn't really see being a team that was really a top 10 team. I was like, There's, they're not. They're not that good. They're being overblown. And then what we've seen the last two weeks is they are very much a second-half team, and they come out and really just explode. Did they're, you watch the game? I watched some of that game. I watched just about the whole thing. They look pretty good. They, they did, and that's um, – Penn State was fortunate to get 17 points. I mean, they got a pick six. And they, 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 they were. They got, <laughs> They took advantage of their opportunities, but they didn't get very but many. Michigan, the big thing that gets Michigan in the second half is the run game. Their run oh, game, yeah. their it's run game really picks strong. up in the second half. Very strong. It's like they get. I don't know what they're taking at halftime. What kind of power bars they're having, but they come out. They really. They come out strong. I mean, they won that game, what, 41-17, They I had think? two running backs that both went, like, over 150 or over 125, yeah. something like so that. So 41-17, that's, that's huge. I mean, that's a big win. Um, TCU took down Oklahoma State. Again, Oklahoma State was number eight, TCU at 13. So Oklahoma State loses that two, game. Two that was actually there, so, yeah. I that, mean. that was a really good game. I watched a good chunk of that um, for a Big 12 matchup. Again, you get high score, but, um, you know, we also saw a high score in, um, in the Tennessee-Alabama game. Which is, um, which is awesome. 52 awesome to 49. Tennessee wins with a field goal to take out Alabama, who was ranked number three at the time. So, uh, and Georgia, of course. Well, and it was awesome. Yeah, I mean, Georgia won 55 to nothing. Um, they showed a stat that they won the last two seasons against Vanderbilt. It's been like 150 to zero or something stupid. Yep. But um, Alabama got a pretty lucky call um, as far as them putting seconds back 
onto oh, the okay. clock after that interception, which kind of led to them getting an opportunity to kick a field goal. Yeah. Um, but they missed, and then Tennessee took advantage and got the dub. It was hey, awesome. There you go. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, Clemson struggled with Florida State. They, they beat Florida State by six. Again, I don't think Clemson's really a top-five team. Um, in the ACC, maybe, but overall, I don't see them as um, really a threat to win a championship this year. I don't think so either. I think it's Ohio State, Michigan, yep. Tennessee, um, Georgia. Yeah. Um, maybe Alabama, you can still slide in there because they'll – Probably they're still a good have team. One loss, and they're still a good team when it comes down to it. But um, they still have a few tough games ahead of them, so we'll see. James Madison popped to the top twenty-five. <clears throat> now they lost, and they're going to be outside the top twenty-five they lost again. To who? Georgia Southern. Yeah, I saw yeah. that. by seven. Georgia Southern. We lost. By uh, which a lot of people are. James <laughs> Madison could beat Nebraska, and I'm like, yeah, like not so fast. Like, look at their schedule compared to the Big Ten. It's not the same. I do but, know a James Madison fan, and he used to be a, a an avid watcher. So I <laughs> doubt he's watching today. But Ricky. I'm sorry, but <laughs> so, um, but still, Dion's doing something special over in James Madison, and good for him. Um, Kentucky took out Mississippi State. Uh, Mississippi State was top sixteen. Kentucky was twenty-two. Kentucky had a bad loss. I think last week they lost. Um, right. <laughs> so I, yeah. So again, the I'm SEC, really bad at my college football picks because I based <laughs> it off of like one week and then You're struggling. Yeah. Um, and then the Utes. The Utes take down USC last night. So was Utah awesome. was uh, number 20, USC number 7. They win by they win 43-42. So, uh, again, we had a lot of really good matchups yesterday as far going, as rankings. Going for two was, was gutsy. I liked it. It was gutsy, yeah. And so I'm glad, I'm glad the Utah Utes won. Um, to me, it's exciting. I, I think USC, again, not sure how they hopped in the top 10 just because they got a new coach and a couple new players. All of a sudden, boom, they hop up from a going like 4-8 and eight last year. So Yeah, I mean, they were pretty did, but they had they had a couple of tough wins in that mix. Um, at that point in time, I guess whatever undefeated teams they have up there, even yep. though Syracuse isn't one of them, but we'll see if they <laughs> yeah. are after yesterday. Yep. Um, and then the, not a top twenty-five matchup, but um, Notre Dame lost to Stanford at home. I couldn't believe it. I didn't watch any of it. But sixteen uh, fourteen. Um, just have to say that just in case Timmy's watching. Um, but you know. Or Pootie. Uh but you know, tough loss for Notre Dame. Just a tough season. I mean, tough start for uh, for a new coach. Yeah, I read some stuff on Twitter about you know, it, it seemed like Marcus Freeman was going to be, you know, the the answer after Brian Kelly jumped ship for LSU. Not saying that he's not, but he didn't really have any head coaching experience, and yep. you know, people were throwing out different coaches in the past that have kind of gone the same route and hasn't worked out so we'll see what happens yep i think the, the players like him you know i kind of like him but it just hasn't really worked out for him so far this year yep and they probably need to get i know time. one of their quarterbacks got hurt and their other quarterbacks just not getting it done yeah, yeah. give him some time um <clears throat> let's not be like nebraska fans who want to fire a coach after a tough season so um no, now tough, let's talk tough. about our huskers so you know, kind of a rough start to the game. They go down, you know, they score with, like, I think 10 minutes left in the, the first quarter. Um, Purdue scores, then they get the ball back after we do a really bad three and out. And even the guys on the that are announcing the game were like, you know, Nebraska's offense has to do something because the defense is on the field way too much. Our defense was on the field for 101 plays compared to our offense on the field for 52. And that's the problem with, um, you know, kind of, I guess it's still kind of trickled over from Frost's philosophy of, you know, scoring fast. Yeah. I mean, that's that's awesome. I like to see 72-yard touchdown passes and stuff mm -hmm. like that, but it doesn't give your defense much time to to get rest, and um, yeah. especially in Big Ten play, 
um, when they're just kind of dinking and dunking all game. And dinking and dunking, wearing, I like it. Wearing our D down and, you know, sprinkling in a, a run. And they ran. Yeah. <laughs> they could pass. They could run. They could do whatever they wanted pretty much. Yeah. And we couldn't stop them. Yeah, so um, here real quick, um, Ryan asked, what you know, what is – with Martinez doing so well down at Kansas State that he couldn't do here. So, um, you know, Dan says, you know, offensive line and coaching, I think those are two big pieces. Um, For sure. And it's not because I, – I really don't think it's because the talent around him is that much better. But it's the not. offensive line is. They have a better offensive line, and I do think the coaching is right. obviously better. And they are probably some more pressure off of his back than he had here. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. It very well could be it. I also think – and we alluded to this, I think, in his, his last two years with Nebraska. I don't think the coaches wanted him to run. Yeah. I think they wanted him to be more of a passer and only run when you have to. And I and think that was we because s- they didn't want him to get hurt because we didn't yeah. have anything behind him. Well, and we know what happens when he got hurt. He had to play. So uh, I think we're. I think we saw a lot of that in his last two years. Is his. His freshman year came out running like a madman on the field. He was incredible, uh, Heisman worthy type uh, candidate for coming in the next coming year. In yeah. And then we just didn't, we saw a little bit of sophomore year. Still, he was up there, you know, throughout the year as sophomore year as a potential candidate. Uh, but then so, junior senior kind of fell off, and that's because he's he wasn't able to kind of do his thing. And Kansas State's letting him do his thing. They're like, hey, if you need to run the ball, run the ball. We're gonna call, and they can call a QB draw. And guess what? He's got a line that's gonna block for him. Um, we don't have that in Nebraska right now. We still don't have that in Nebraska where an offensive line is going to allow no. our quarterback time not to not only throw the ball, <clears throat> but to run the ball. I said before we started, I was shocked that uh, Casey was able to have as many long throws as he had to you know, to Palmer and, and whatever else just because, I mean, he really didn't have much time. He hasn't all season. No. no so I, was, I was surprised he was even able to do that. But um, And he had one long run that he – you know, find he took off and ran one. I was kind of hoping he'd do that a, a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. At least just step out of the pocket and avoid some of that pressure. And you know, if you got to take it, take it. Yeah, and I, I don't, I don't know if the coaches are saying don't run to him like they would, like they were with Martinez. I think the idea with Casey Thompson is he is more of a passer than he is a mm-hmm. runner. Um, and we do have quarterbacks behind him that can actually come in and play. So I don't think it's don't run. I think right. it's that's your last option is to run the ball. And so he his last option is if I really do not have a way to throw the ball and I can actually take off, I'm going to. And luckily he ran, what, like 35 yards, got some field goal position, which was fantastic. Yeah. I think maybe he should run a little bit more so he doesn't take so many hits. I know if, if you run the ball, you're going to get hit, you know, unless you run out of bounds or slide. But yeah. I think it'd probably take a little pressure off of him just to run for four or five yards and dive then – throw it and maybe complete a pass but get, get yeah. kind of rocked so we'll see yeah i so yesterday was the first game that ryan got to watch since hurricane ian took power oh yikes yeah so yeah so we really wanted to touch on this uh the fight from the team is yeah it's been like that the last really since mickey's three games i mean that oklahoma game was kind of a one-off because that was <laughs> a quick turnaround after frost yeah. getting fired um yeah. but the last three games yeah, I mean, we've been down in every single one of those games, and we, we came back in all three of them. You know, we, we won the first two. We didn't win last night. Yeah, I mean, and so I telling Jimmy, I said, one thing that I've seen as far as the fight goes in this team, and they're fighting for their coaches, they're fighting for each other, they're fighting to win these games, they're not giving up. If yesterday, if that was, in really the last three games, if we saw Frost and, you know, Chenander on the sideline coaching, I still think these two guys on the sideline, we go into that half yesterday down 17. 
We don't get in field goal position. We run three conservative. We maybe run it three times, or we just take a knee, taking a half down by 17. I don't think there's any way that Frost right. is going to say, hey, let's try to get in field goal position, or even, hell, even score a touchdown if we can't before half. I just don't, I don't see that being something that Frost would have done um, in the past. And so that was refreshing to Perfect. see. And, yes, part of it was Casey getting an open run downfield where he was able to run a long ways. He got a block from Washington that gave him an extra, like, 15 yards. So that was huge. He took eight seconds off the clock. We had one short play, another timeout, kick a field goal. Boom, now we're down by two touchdowns, and we get the ball at half. And we scored. And we scored. So that's huge. Again, and another thing is coming out at halftime, we were never great at coming out at halftime and scoring a touchdown. No. We'd be lucky to get three. We, we always scored on the first possession of the game because we had a game plan drawn up, and we went boom, 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 and scored yep. more often than not, which we've even done this year a bit. But then we come out to start the second half, and it was like we are just playing the same game that we were playing and yep. not make any changes or anything. And we're, we're doing different. Yeah. <laughs> we're doing different things now, and it's definitely working out. Um, yeah. Obviously, the defense we just we just couldn't stop them. Their their quarterback was was pretty good. Yeah, McConnell's um, solid. I mean, he threw about four yards. He's you know right behind you know CJ Stroud and JJ McCarthy as some of the top quarterbacks yep. in, in the Big Ten. Um, one thing that uh, you might not know this because Matt was not feeling well last night. I missed uh, the second half, guys. I'm sorry. We we blew two timeouts in the third quarter. Mm. And when it came down to it on that last drive, we only had one timeout left, and we could only stop the clock once. Ah, and I didn't know they that. got a first down, and it ended the game. Yeah. So um, that was a little frustrating, but it was more, you know, personnel, guys running and out, you know, yeah. third down, trying to make sure we have the right guys on the field. So, I mean, in the moment, I understood it. You got to do what you got to do um, to put yourself – in a spot like we were at the end of the game, but yep. it would have been nice to have had those timeouts. I did see Malcolm Hartzog got another interception. He did. Um, you know, he's – imagine if he never got on the field. I think uh, – right. I, I saw – Yeah, character posted it. Imagine if he never got on the field because I don't know if he was going to with Chenander and Frost still coaching the team. I don't think so either. And now he gets on the field, he's making the most of it. I love the kid. He's mm-hmm. he's awesome. Like he, He's good in coverage. He tackles well. He, he's he's never really out of, um, out of position – uh, in coverage when he needs to be there. So well, and one other thing that I didn't uh, I didn't realize until the second half um, was that Reimer wasn't playing. I he was, didn't play last game. He didn't play last game. He got hurt. In he got the, hurt in the. I thought he got hurt in the Rutgers game. No, he got hurt in the in the Indiana game. So he got. I guess li- I can't remember, but I didn't realize he wasn't playing because we were at a. An event, and we were watching the game on mute. So yeah, I don't think he played. The, I don't um, think he played last game. But. I did not see until the second half that he was not out there. So yeah. that hurt a little bit too because he's the leading tackler on the team. I, I think that hurts a lot. Um, Definitely. You know, one thing that we've talked about is Heinrich. You know, he's he got hurt too. He was he got hurt, but he's been. He just doesn't look like he has the speed that he's had. Right. Oh, he, like, he was just, on crutches. We're just not the seeing the, the speed from him that we saw last year. And not, <clears throat> so I don't know what's going on there. If he's been kind of um, sidelined with injury, if he was still coming back from being hurt or pra- whatever. But he's not the same player he was last year. Reimer, Reimer's a guy we need. We absolutely mm-hmm. need him on defense. Um, that hurts not having him out there. But as we're going to get to this, Ross, um, Quentin Newsom is just he's brutal. <laughs> And and I you know he can't he doesn't tackle well he's he's very much a dive and throw my arms out he try to tackle 
Um, so he's learned from some of the guys before. Him. He he doesn't. And again, this this is coaching, and this is something we've talked about for years now. Is we don't we don't bump and run. We don't do coverage. We're not on top of the receivers. We play ten yards back, which a guy like McConnell or O'Connell is going to easily hit a slant route. And when you got a guy that can't tackle, that's that's just you're hurting already. And then that they got a 37 yard touchdown on a third down in the first half because of that. And yeah. it's because Newsom was playing so far back, a quick little slant. That's all it took. It wasn't a great pass. It wasn't a great play. It was a good play call because the the offense coordinator is like, oh yeah, look, they're playing 10 yards off our guys. We can do a quick slant all day. They did that all day on us. Yeah, I mean, I think that was the biggest difference in the game. Um, they had they were just so easily could move the ball down the field, you know, run 10 plays, boom, 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 boom. Yep. You know, the only plays they weren't connected on were the drops. I mean, a yep. few of the stops we had were them dropping the ball. It wasn't us. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, you know, Newsom's in coverage. And yeah. It's like, dude, you the guy dropped the ball. Then we but. get the ball and have a 72-yard touchdown, and then our defense is right back out there. And they're just yeah. doing it over and over again. I mean, yep. it wasn't really a recipe for a win, but – we put ourselves in a spot to be there at the end. And, yeah. You know, I still had that same feeling. Like, I wasn't like, what are we going to do? What play are we going to make? What mistake are we going to make? Yeah. And it really wasn't that. It was just we couldn't we couldn't stop him and get the ball back. Yeah. So um, I still feel a lot better about the game. I mean, a, a yeah. one-possession loss, we've had so many of those over the last several years, and it didn't hurt as much. Yeah. Well, again, like, you – you're not seeing a team that is giving up. I think, and I think that's why. I think we would have lost by more than a one score last night with a di- with different coach. I, exactly. I think Mickey and these coaches get the team fired up, and I think that has a lot to say with how much they believe in the guys to be successful. And we're seeing that on the field. They're fighting. Um, you know, Garrett Nelson again. Ryan mentions Garrett Nelson coming into his own. Again, we saw kind of a slow tar- slow start last year. They kicked it up. This year, I think we've kind of seen that fire from him all year. He's making a difference on the field. Um, yeah, he had one of his biggest games last week, and yeah. it took. I know it, it might have been the second half when they it was. He made a play, and they said, you know, we haven't really said his name much. Yep. This this game so far, you know, in the first half, but he had one of his biggest games last week, and yep. and he's someone that is always around the ball and and <laughs> someone that's at least getting a little bit of yep. pressure because we don't get much. Yeah, yeah, that's. Um, yeah, and real quick, Casey, like I said last week, ain't no one want to see the dad bod, so no belly shirt today. I got my Husker gear <laughs> on. Um, but, yeah, the slants and the curls killed us last night on D. Again, anybody that's watching film of our defense, they can pick us apart. And I was talking to one of my buddies about this, uh, about the game um, yesterday and the night before, and we said, you know, O'Connell's going to have a heyday with our defense because our, our corners don't cover very well. And I said, you know, if we can get pressure on him, that's going to be the difference maker. But that's a big if because we don't see our defensive line really pushing through and getting that pressure on QBs. We haven't seen it all year. So um, it's just frustrating because you'd think either you'd get pressure or you'd have good coverage. And we don't really have either. Yep. So we're kind of like our guys are always like in no man's land. We can't get to the quarterback and we can't cover anybody. So hopefully that changes. Absolutely. Um, and yes, Mike, I, I think the loss would have been worse um, if Frost was still the head coach. And I Yeah, probably. And I said and part of the reason why I mentioned that is because I think we would have been down seventeen and a half if you weren't at the beginning of the show. Uh, we would have been down seventeen and a half. I don't think we would have scored on our first drive in the second half. Um, so I think we I think we would have been in a bigger hole to come back from. Uh, so I do think we would have been a uh, a bigger uh, point spread uh, for the loss. Um 
Let's see. Thompson's going to have to scramble more. Jason, absolutely. I, again, like, I think um, I think with Thompson, again, yeah, he's got to get outside the pocket. That's the thing. That's the thing, whether um, you run or not. Yeah. And that's just something like he's a pure he's a pure passer. I think he's got to get outside the pocket more, try to find that open route or open up another route. Um, and I think some of our routes were not good. Um, we had guys that were pulling up, they were covered one on one, and they're they're still in coverage and they're still running the exact same route, turning around for the ball. Like you're not going to get thrown to because it's right. you got a guy around right top of you. So well, and we were talking about it too. I mean, it's great to have somebody like Trey Palmer. I mean, he has all these records. You know, he's. Most yards in the Big Ten. Yeah. You know, <laughs> take your pick. Go down the line. But, I mean, Washington's shown a few flashes. Um, he had some drops. Yeah. You know, not not last night, but he's had drops throughout the season. Um, there's not really another guy. I mean, every time there's a big play, it's number three. So, well, it'd yeah. be nice to see somebody. I mean, you know, we, we sling it to the tight ends a little bit here and there, but um, another big threat would be nice. Yeah. Well, again, I, that's the thing. We don't. When he has time to throw the ball, it's being distributed to one guy. Um, we and don't have, even though he had so many catches, and there was still he was still wide open. I don't know how they didn't start yeah. covering him more, but you would thought somebody else would have been open at yeah. some point. Um, I mean, Oliver Martin made a great forty-five yard catch yeah. in the first half. That was great. Um, which that was great, ca- hell of a catch. I mean, it was even tipped, and he he put it right in his right in his hands, and um, so great catch. You know, we don't we need to give. I have to say this every every freaking week is we need to give Vogue like. Way more involved, 38 yards on three catches. Again, that's that's good, but let's get those catches up closer to six, seven, eight catches a game. I think that's going to make a big, big impact, especially when you're inside the 20. Try to find that, uh, try to find that tight end. Yeah, I mean, 16 receptions and only seven. I mean, seven of them were to Palmer. I yeah, mean, <laughs> yeah, for 237 yards. Yeah, Marcus Washington, Anthony touchdowns. Grant. You know, where's where's Ramir Johnson? He had one I mean, run for 17 yards, and, and then, he they threw to him at one point. Um, I don't know if he dropped it or if it was behind him, but I, I, I was thinking we were going to see some more of him yesterday, and when he was out there, I mean, he, he, was, he looked quick, but yep. still, I mean, we're not seeing much of him. Maybe just put him out there as a receiver. Yeah. I mean, um, that's what they're saying he was going to be anyway. Yeah. I don't Catching know, and out of the backfield. We're not whatever. seeing a lot of Alante Brown either. Um, not Except as much wide I, open in the end zone <laughs> in case he misses him. Not as much as I thought we'd see him uh, as far as him getting the ball thrown to him, but... Um, again, we, we had a change in coaching staff, so hopefully we continue to see some changes. But um, and I mean, you can't you can't be upset about somebody going seven for two hundred and thirty seven yards a touchdown and no. and a sixty yard run that would have been nice if he took it all the way to the house because we only end up getting three on that. But yep. um, having someone like that is great. So I, I'm not discrediting that, but yeah. Um, It'd be nice to uh, be able to. I mean, how many receivers did they throw to? You know what I mean. And yeah, you, <laughs> they yeah. had a, not only that, a walk-on running back go for as many yards as they did. Yeah, it's just crazy. Um, yeah. Um, S. Douglas here says that um, they make the fall it makes the fallout much harder when you get your hopes up. QB missed a lot of throws. Open receivers look like AM did. I don't. I said to someone yesterday, I'm like, dude, that that first interception he threw in the first half. I mean that was a Taylor Mart. That was a Taylor. That was an Adrian Martinez interception. <laughs> or Taylor. I mean he or Taylor. He was eyeing that receiver, uh, eyeing Vokalek the whole time, not looking ahead to where the defenders were, and the guy was just watching him. Well, He's like, I, I know where you're going. I'm watching your eyes, and he threw it right to him. Well, and that can go back to offensive line too, which is one of the reasons why Martinez probably turned the ball over quite a bit too. Is offensive line not Part having time, so you're locked in on one guy because you're not having as much time to go through your progressions, but. 
Yeah, yeah. he was looking right at him through right. I mean, the receiver was wide open, but the guy was right in the lane and yep. threw it right. But him. but I do I have seen a lot of that this year too from him. Um, he he does miss some passes. He's and not. He underthrew Palmer on the second interception yep. he threw. It was a great jump up and catch, you know, for the interception by the Purdue kid. But he underthrew him. Yeah, and again, he's he's not an elite quarterback. He's not. He's good. Um, he's got the long ball. He puts it in the basket a lot. Yeah, he can um, throw it. He can sling it. It's just that's not really what we're used to. Yeah. I mean, we don't really want to throw the ball that much. We got. But it's it's kind of fun. But it's also like you see the good teams; they can they can pound the rock, and yeah. that's what we need to get back to if we want to be good. At yep. That. And the problem is we can't do that if we don't have an offensive line. So right. we got Anthony Grant, eleven carries for thirty-five yards. Like that's yeah. awful. I mean, he was going over a hundred for the first four or five games of yep. the season, and now we can't run the ball. Yeah, Yant had eleven yards on four carries. We're playing Big Ten teams, and we, you know we haven't even gotten to some of the. The better Big Ten teams that we're going to play, at least in the trenches. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's it's tough because again, there's there's a there's a this and there's also a that with a lot of things we're talking about because yeah, Casey can throw the ball. Yes, you know, we want him to scramble more, but he's already getting hit in the pocket. He's getting hit outside the pocket when he does get outside the pocket because we don't have a line to block for him. So it's the same thing we've been talking about for the last couple of years. Our defensive line doesn't do well, and our offensive line doesn't do well. Um, so. If we don't have pressure on their quarterback, they're going to destroy our defenders because they're opening holes. They're going to run the ball. We don't have guys that can tackle. Or as their well. quarterback's got time to be able to throw. And one on one is very hard when yep. the quarterback's got a lot of time. Yep. So you know, there's a lot. We were playing of, man defense, and they were picking us apart. Yeah. So again, I, I think there's still a lot of good things to take away from the loss, um, but it it's tough because. You know, you see these things, and you hope they're working on them in practice and in film room uh, to improve. Um, I do think that our November schedule is it's tougher now than I think it was supposed to be. Um, Illinois is kind of a surprise. Um, yeah, I, mean, I know it's going to be a tough game in two weeks. Minnesota, I'm glad we have Minnesota a week off before that. Minnesota, I again, I they I would pretty say, good early, but they've kind of looked a little bit lackluster the last couple of weeks. I would say I'm not too worried about them, but it's still Big Ten play. They're still bigger and better than us in the trenches, and that's mm-hmm. where that's exactly. where I'm worried. Exactly. But but they're not a great team, so neither are we. So it'll depend on who comes out playing better and who prepares better, as most games do. I mean, Wisconsin lost again yesterday um, to um, Michigan State in overtime or double overtime, whatever it was. Um, yep. Iowa had the week off. I mean, these these teams that we played down the stretch, I mean, at this point in time, I'd say it's a toss-up. I mean, it just depends on how we show up, uh, what adjustments we make in-game, before and after, and, you know, just kind of – if we still have that fight, you know, I, I think we win a couple of those games that we probably wouldn't have won in the past couple yep. of years. Yep. Um, Ryan asked about, you know, how much change should we expect in a short amount of time? Yeah, we – we're Husker fans, of course. Right. So we we want every win like for that. this point of the season. I mean, the season's a wash, right? I mean, yeah. you can say it like that or not. I mean, Mickey's coaching to hopefully coach for a head coaching job. Well, and we still have a chance at a bowl game. And That's not we out do. The and the players are still playing for you know themselves, their teammates, yep. you know, the, their friends, their family, their school. Uh, but also for you know, they want to be here next year. They want to you know whoever the next coach is. You know, they've got to play well enough so that when that coach comes in they still get playing time yeah so i mean every win that we get from here on out is just 
I'm happy with it. Yep, absolutely. Whether one point went over Rutgers or whatever it is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and, and to that point, um, you know, I how much did we expect? I I think my expectations was is being met right now just with the fight from the team. Yeah. The overall attitude of the guys when they get on the field, when they're playing, they're fighting back. Um, they're not giving up. Just in not these giving games. up. That's what I was gonna say. We've just we've seen heads down. We've seen. You know, people sulk on the sideline. We're seeing coaches talking to the players. We're seeing coaches get mad at players. Mm-hmm. And whether they do something good or bad, we're seeing coaches having those conversations on the sidelines, which, again, we, talk, we talked about last week, I think even the week before, is that's just not something we've seen right. so much from Frost and Shenander is that, that communication going on during the game. Mm-hmm. I think those in-game conversations need to happen to – inspire your team or, or, or even like you know you get an interception or you block another punt i mean yeah. how many punts have we blocked like it's we got, crazy we got three punt blocks this year uh, which i think we wow, had maybe three in the last seven years yeah so um and you know they go to the sidelines the guys are jumping on the coaches are coming over and they're they're all excited i mean that's what i want to see that's yeah what, that's how i would play well with a coach like that i don't want a coach who's just going to stand there and be the same way whether it's good bad yep you know whatever so yeah, absolutely. I, I didn't expect much of a change, but what we've seen so far, I like. I mean, we haven't played awesome. We haven't won all of the games, yep. but Mickey's 2-2, two and two, and that's better than Frost was. <laughs> there you go. And we played tougher teams. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, no, I, I just, I like the fight. I just hope it continues. I hope the guys don't give up, um, and they continue to fight, hopefully get a few more wins under their belt. Um, you yeah. Know. Get a bowl game, that'd be cool. Yeah, so it's it, nothing's nothing's uh, impossible here. So, um, yeah, so, you know, Ronnie's talking about first-half scoring. Uh, our opponents have 61 points. We got 31. I mean, I saw someone else post that earlier as well. Um, yeah, it's not good. Um, we – I don't want to be a second-half team. I want to be a four-quarters team. Yeah. Um, and that's not something we can continue down the road. We have to we have to start good. We have to end good. And you're right, scoring one, making a, a one score game at one of your last drives doesn't necessarily mean it was a, a competitive game. We've seen some of those games on on just other other teams. Like they score, it's like oh we only lost by you know three, but yeah you you scored in the last you know thirty seconds of the game. Um, or last minute of the game, whatever it is, and you didn't really, you know, it wasn't that it good wasn't of a game. It wasn't as close of a game as it seemed. Um, got some so, yeah, I, I don't disagree with that, Ryan, not at all. Um, but yeah, I mean, so. I'd, rather be a, I'd rather, I guess, be a second-half team than a first-half team and then not score much in the second. But, like you said, I'd rather just be a four-quarters team. Yep. Well, and, and, it's, and everybody knows this. You, you have to be good in all three phases of the game. Right now, we're we're okay on offense. We're not good on defense, and, and we're, we're good. improved on special teams. Much improved, if, if not pretty good. I mean, that, that block punt was awesome. The yeah. problem is we only got three points, and that's yeah, that's that's, that's again having a good a uh, good or great offense is going to get you seven on the board, and having that block punt that really swung momentum. We get three. Instead of a touchdown. Well, and that was like, the, I mean, it just goes to show you, you know, good teams will take advantage and they'll put up six. Yep. I mean, Rutgers should have scored a touchdown when they blocked a punt on us last week, and they yep. didn't because they're not a good team. And they settled for three, and it ended up being the difference in the game. Yep. So, um, yeah. Well, that, but anyway, go well, on. Well, then I believe I believe after that, after that block punt, we get three. I think they came down and got three. They might have got a touchdown. I can't remember. But then we threw an interception. So, again, another swing of momentum. That's – that's bad. 
Um, right. And so we, we have to continue that momentum, keep that momentum, and not have those those errors in the game that are going to cost us. Um, and that's that was a big difference. I mean, that's those swings of momentum in a game, um, when you have a chance to strike and get better and get closer um, or even tie the game, whatever it might be, and then you – you make a mental mistake by throwing that bad interception. Um, you know that that's on the quarterback. That is 100% something that he needs to improve on. Um, and in-game in adjustments are going to be huge. I still think we're not making in-game adjustments until second half. That's a halftime adjustment. I want to see in-game adjustments in the first half. Again, being outscored 61 to 31 in the first half is not something that gets you to win games. I don't want to play from behind all the time. I want to get a lead, get up by 10, get up by 17, whatever it means, and hold the lead throughout the game. I don't care if the other team starts to come back. As long as we hold the lead and we win the game and continue to score points. And Well, and 31 points in the first half in seven games is not very good. I mean, that's four and a half points a game. Yeah, it's not good. That's not good at all. Yeah, so, and Ronnie, it is actually three punts blocked this year. So, again, two, three, it's still better than what we've been doing. Um, you see, And, again, we made how many, a couple field goals yesterday, a 43-yard field goal. You know, we have a field goal kicker. We have a punter. Yeah. We have guys that can do things on special teams, and that was going to be a bright spot this year. And it really, it really has been for the most part. We've had a couple blocked punts, or a couple punts blocked on our side of the ball too. But uh, but overall, our special teams is much improved. But we, we only have really one – good phase and that's our special teams the other two yeah right you know a lot of work it's been like that for years where one will be good one week and the other one is just abysmal and then the next week they flip and it's like can't we get on the same page for a game where everybody's good and you know like the northwestern game last year yeah we won 56 to 7 i mean an opponent that since we joined the big 10 (laughs) has been a one score game almost every single year and like that was just all the stars aligned that night, I guess. But we have not had one of those in a while other than that. And it'd be nice to see something like that happen against, you know, an Illinois or a Minnesota or Wisconsin or an Iowa. Yeah. Maybe a Michigan. Yeah. And maybe we could win in the yeah. big house. Yeah, and Micah, you know, being outscored in the first half, coaches didn't do a good job preparing the team for the game. I don't think our coach has done a good job preparing our team for games in a long time um, because – we haven't really done great in the first half for quite a while. I haven't really been a first-half team since I can remember, but it's I, funny. I it's, think that's a big piece of it. I, I think they get us ready for the start of the game. It's like we score and we get a stop, or we stop and get a score. And then after that, it's like that was what they planned for. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, all right, we gotta, what are we going to do now? And we're they start over. And it's like, no, that's not how it should be. Yeah. You need to build off that. It can't just be – we're going to do everything we can to go up early and get a stop yeah. and then try to figure it out from there. That's what I, that's how I feel. Yeah, exactly. And just like what I was just going to say, Ronnie is, you know, we'll, we'll start, we'll start the first drive, we'll score. And then we got nothing after that. So mm-hmm. again, to Jimmy's point, it's like we prepare for our first drive or two. And then after that, it's like, eh, all right, we, we don't adjust. Their, or their defense adjusts to us. We game. change what was working. Or whatever. Yeah. Or they make adjustments and we can't. So we can't. We run the ball early and then we can't run the ball anymore. Yep. Or, well, Casey had time, but now every single play they have pressure. I mean, that's yeah. in-game adjustments that we don't make. Yeah. And so, again, yeah, game prep, big piece of it. So yes. what, are you doing in, what are you doing while you're watching, or you're watching the other team? So you're watching Purdue and their defense. What are they doing? What kind of schemes are they running? So you're going to prepare for that to come out in the game. Boom, they're doing something different. They adjust to your offense. And then 
on the reverse side, our offense doesn't adjust. We just decide to keep doing what we're doing. This is what we prepared for while they're making adjustments on the on the other side of the ball that we didn't prepare for. And so we just keep going what we're prepared for and not doing those in-game adjustments. And I think that is, that's ultimately hurting us. And that's, mm-hmm. again, to Micah's point, how much preparedness is there before the game? I don't know. It could just be the first couple first couple plays, first couple possessions. Um, and then after that, we're just not making those adjustments. Well, and, I mean, you can definitely throw that on Frost. But, you can, I mean, you can throw that on Mickey a little bit right now, but not really because this is his first time doing this. And, I mean, yeah, he's coached, but being that head guy, he's still learning what that's, I think what that's, to do. I think that's where he's got to lean in on Whipple a lot. And he probably is. Um, you know, we didn't have nearly as many penalties yesterday as we have in the last few games. Yep. So, I mean, that was something that we fixed. But it's like we fixed one thing, but then something that was working doesn't work anymore. So we focus on certain things that we did wrong but we don't continue to build on things that we did right. Yep. So there's never – it's everything's not all coming together. It's so this and that, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what you said, and that's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, so. so that's a good point, Mike. And that's – you know, I think you got to look at that. And, yeah, you, you got to look at Mickey. You got to look at Whipple. Whipple's got way more experience um, coaching an offense than, than Mickey does. So, um, you know, they have to rely on each other as a coaching staff and – um, I think they got to get on each other as a coaching staff too. Is you know what are we doing to make these changes on defense? What are we doing on offense? And um, you know speak up in that film room as to what they need to do for the next game. And, and again, we're not there, so we don't know what's happening. But right. I I would hope that they do a good job prepping for the game. Again, I think it's more of those adjustments once the defense changes their scheme. What are we doing in our defense as well? Once the offense is doing something different that maybe we didn't see on film. How are we adjusting defensively? And we, we know we don't make a lot of well, adjustments. And I know this kind of sounds pretty negative, but I am actually pretty excited to see how the rest of the season plays out. I mean, I know that uh, we're saying a lot of this and that and whatever, but when the game starts and we get going and you know we maybe fall down, come back, whatever, it's still it feels more fun than it did yeah. the first few games of the season and honestly the last few years really um we're not there yeah as far as a good football team but we're it's more fun to watch i guess yeah so to mike's point um you know you say you don't dislike mickey you just don't get the hype i i mean honestly i i don't know that he's head coach material i really don't at this point i would say no um, right, and we've been kind of saying that over the last couple of weeks. Or I've been kind of like, yeah. I mean, yeah, let him let him play the season out. You know, it's his team to coach right now. Yep. Um, but my biggest and my biggest thing that Jimmy and I talked about was just the energy that the team has around right. the season right now. I mean, we've seen the one fight that they have guy. for him. Yeah. I mean, that's really it. He's well, brought something yeah. out of these guys that Frost wasn't able to, and I like that so far. Yeah. Um, uh, is he the the future head coach of this football team? I don't think so. <laughs> no. But. Um, I hope he sticks around. I hope I hope he does. Um, you know, is if the next coach comes in and wants him, he's there. He, he's got a spot on the team. Um, I don't. It's not going to be Urban running there. I said Urban's not in the running for the coaching job. Um, I don't think he's talked to him. Matt, you know, someone asked earlier about you know if anybody been talked about. Again, we don't want to touch on it too much because we don't know, and everyone else is talking about it. Well, but, and there's been what a month since, and every coach that got brought up has lost a game or has not looked good or there's a problem with or you know (laughs) at this point in time any coach that we're going to pick is going to get 
One well, crucified, and obviously, you know, Matt Rule gets fired from Carolina, and everyone's like, "Oh, Matt Rule, he big chance for a Nebraska job." I'm like, you know, I since when? Like, I, I, I don't know. know. Like, again, is is he a good college coach? We saw what he can do in college. He was terrible with Carolina. Uh, didn't right. have a lot of time with Carolina, but again, the NFL, they're a little more cutthroat than a lot of colleges. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't. Yeah, I don't see – I don't know. I don't care right now. I, I just want to see how the rest of the season goes. Um, I mean, I care in the long run, but not right now. Yeah, it's it's too early because if it's going to be another college coach, we're not, we're not going to know for another six weeks, seven weeks at least. Um, if it's going to be another guy, we probably, again, still won't know until the season's over. So um, until then, you can take a look at whatever you want for um, what the media is saying and – um, Paul Christ. Who's right and who's wrong? <coughs> Paul Christ is open. Bielema might go back to uh, Wisconsin. Who knows? Um, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, Chris, I mean, Chris is a good coach. Apparently, Wisconsin done a lot of good things over the years. So, um, yeah, I, honestly, right now, it's just there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of unknowns with what's going to happen next year, which um, we'll see. But other than that, I, I really don't have anything to say I, about I really coaching this. You can read all that you want, and they're going to throw names out. Matt Campbell is a name out there. I don't want Matt Campbell. I think he's a pretty mediocre. But how many one loss, you know, one possession loss yeah. have they had so far? I mean, I, I don't, I don't know if most, he'd be the answer for Nebraska. Most, if not all, and the, some of their wins were one possession wins. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's tough. So, yeah. so I, I don't know. I, I just at this point, I don't care. I just want to see what we can do the rest of the season. Hopefully, get a you know a few more wins. Hopefully, get the six wins. Get a bowl game. Uh, that'd be fantastic. Uh, but, yes, we do need a Big Ten caliber coach, someone that understands not only the Big Ten football, but we need a – we need somebody – somebody that understands recruiting on the tra- in the trenches. Yeah. We got to get we gotta get bad guys on the offense. And I know long. people are like, oh, you can't recruit to cold-weather states. Well, most of the other teams in the Big Ten sure can. And on the offensive and defensive line, yeah. I mean Michigan, Ohio State. Yeah, I mean they're the big dogs. Penn State, you know, but Wisconsin's been able to do it. Iowa's been able to do it. I mean, even the other teams in our division. I mean, yeah. Illinois yeah. winning games. They're, they're they're what six and one already. Yeah. I mean, there's it. It should. It's not as hard as it sounds. Yeah. So. Yeah. So Mike, I assume we're talking about Paul Chris and the fan base turning on him. Um, yeah, I mean the whole Wisconsin thing was kind of just. I was shocked. I didn't see that happening. Um, I mean, they've had Not a couple of, the middle of the season. No. They've had a couple of down years, if you will. But I mean, Wisconsin is still a hard nosed Big Ten team, and they bring in Graham Mertz, who they thought was the next coming of of our savior, um, of our savior for Jesus Christ. For one game, he he threw against Illinois to wide open receivers. Like he's the best thing around since we've no, he's not. He's not good. So they don't have a good quarterback and. Um, but again, to Micah's point, like that's that is a good example of a fan base turning on a good coach, um, and I we see it across the country all the time. So uh, yeah, I don't know. I I think it'll be interesting to see what happens with Paul Chris. He's going to get another job. Someone's going to look at him, and why not someone in the Big Ten? It, I don't yeah, see I why mean, he wouldn't if you got an opening. Especially if you you look at somebody like Bielema. I mean, he went to Arkansas and it didn't work out, so he went to what Patriots or. Uh-huh. NFL, you know, offensive line coach or whatever it was, um, and gets another chance, and he's making the best of it in year two. So yep. um, it seems like a lot of teams in our division have been able to do that except for us, like Minnesota and Illinois, teams that have been pretty bad for a long time, and now they've gotten coaches in that are making it work. I mean, yep. we don't like 
the bald guy up there, but <laughs> he and they're not having as good of a year as it looked at the start. But yep. he's still somebody that's gotten them going. And one thing that, like you said earlier, that scares me is they're guys in the trenches. Yeah. He's getting guys. He's recruiting guys that are big up front, and that nasty help you win some games. Nasty in this league. So yep. Um, so don't want to make the same mistake that we made with Bo. Um, when Bo won as interim coach and complete mismatch. Again, if Mickey wins, again if Mick wins, I don't know. Again, like I, I think Trev, I, I, I think Trev Alberts knows what he wants. Um, he's probably watching very closely. He's probably at practices. Um, he's gonna be talking to the coaching staff, I think, because we know football is our biggest money maker. Volleyball is right behind it, and basketball somehow is probably right behind that. So, um, I don't know how much stock. Trev is putting in Mickey um, as an right. coach. I don't know. Um, as a fan, I'm again. Even if we go six and six, I don't know if Mickey's the guy. Um, I mean, I know a lot of fans on social media love Mickey, but I think it's kind of just the same thing that we've talked about: is just him getting the boys up and going, or yeah. them wanting to fight for him at least harder than they have over the last several years. So, I mean, that's cool, but I don't know that he's the guy. Great guy. Great coach, but head coach, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. And, you know, maybe, you know, we like to keep him around as, you know, receivers coach, recruiting. We'd be done, we'd be done to get rid of him as a recruiter. And I'm sure we will, but, you know, maybe somebody, maybe some smaller level school, maybe not next year, but maybe yeah. a year after that or, you know, somewhere beyond ends up taking a chance on him as a, as a head coach and maybe he works his way up and maybe. ends up being pretty good down the line. You never know. I just don't know that he's there right now. Yeah, I mean he's he's only been head coach for four games, so um, so yeah. I again, I don't put a lot of stock into him. I really don't. I really would be surprised if he's our next head coach. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be a huge shock, um, and I think majority of Husker Nation would probably agree that he's not going to be the head coach next year. Um, again, I think we're going to go out and get somebody with experience. We want to win. We don't want a we don't want an experiment. As our next head coach. Well, we want somebody who is a winner, someone who knows how to coach in the Big Ten and knows how to recruit big guys to help win games. And Mickey's not that guy. Well, and a perfect example is take a look at Tennessee. I mean, how many how many coaches have they gone through? They even hired Greg Schiano and then Twitter <laughs> got him fired within three hours or whatever it was. Um, and then they, you know, they go ahead and get uh, Josh Heupel and – I didn't know if that was really going to work out because, you know, he was all right at UCF, but he yeah. it was kind of like Frost. He kind of acquired a lot of good talent in that area and yep. he was able to kind of make it work. And wasn't even as good as Frost was necessarily. I mean, Frost was only there for a short time, but um, so was he. And then he bounced and went to Tennessee. And, you know, now they're beating Alabama. Yeah. They're going to be a, and, you know, I'm sure the rankings have already come out, but they're they're top five team now, I'm sure, and <laughs> playoff bound potentially team. Yeah. So, you know, they've been – struggling for just about as long as we have maybe about the same 97 probably yeah um you know they've had their ups and downs like we have but they're on top now and why can't we do that yep so i think it's gonna we gotta have a coach with experience i don't think we can again have an experiment uh hopefully this guy comes into his own as a head coach for the first time ever type thing and it's kind of what we're doing now just in the interim of course but i don't want that to continue into a full season full prepping full recruiting uh for a guy who's never done it before because that's not how we're going to win games 
Yeah. Um, in and, my opinion. But, and, again, I like him. Any, any win we get this year is going to be – I'm, I'm going to take. But, you know, down the line, a 14-13 to 13 win over Rutgers is not a, a win that we're going to want, yeah. you know, if we want to be competitive cross-country. So, yep. anyway. If we want to compete for championships, we got to do more. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, guys. I don't got anything else. Appreciate everyone joining today. Uh, Ryan, Micah, Ronnie, uh, Ross, saw you guys on here. Uh, Casey and, and Kara, saw you guys hop in for a little bit. Appreciate you being on. Um, we got to buy next week, so. Yeah. Enjoy uh, your weekend next week. Yeah, I probably will. Watch watch all the college football. I mean, this is probably the most exciting time of year you know, for for sports. They and it is. Um, hockey started. The Avs raised the banner the other night. It was, it was awesome. NHL, college hockey. You got NFL. You got college football. You got postseason yeah. baseball. Yep. It is the best time of year right now. So um, enjoy it. Yeah, for sure. I dang now I can't remember what I was gonna say. Um, yeah, all right. enjoy it. No, so, all right, guys. Again, I'm Matt. I'm Jimmy. We are two average guys. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Go Cowboys. Have a good one. We'll see you next time. With the tassel on the corn, you can hear it grow in the evening glow on the hush of early morn. In the stakes of fair, tis the very air that inspires us with a zest. That at any fray, we will not dismay, but we'll do our level best.